the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Retailers are sliding today, despite better than expected quarterly results from Macy's. That's a good thing. Not that retailers are sliding, but that retail sales aren't falling apart. Consumer still has confidence. Consumer has a job. Crude futures are tumbling after report of unexpected build in oil inventories. Oil is an indicator for future business activity. Are we driving a lot? Are we doing business? Are we flying a lot? Are we doing business? Are we making things in factories, burning oil, keeping the factories going, creating plastics? Oil is a tail. Stocks give back yesterday's gains on continued concerns over Turkey. The Turkey trot is out and about. Oot and a boot. It's worthy of note. Why? It's probably not worthy of note. Unless it becomes contagion and starts to spread across Europe. There was something a couple, many, many years ago called the Asian flu. And it only takes one country to start defaulting on debt to set off a chain reaction. Now, in this day and age, we seem to have a little bit better sense of banking regulations internally on countries. And major governments will step in and stop before a sense of panic grips investors. That's worthy of note. U.S. retail sales rose more than forecast in July. Coming back to that as Americans snapped up clothes and headed to restaurants. Just solid consumer spending gains. And that should be enough to help the stock market move forward. But then again, stock market will sometimes meet with the markets and go, we don't really like what's going on in that turkey thing. We got you on that. We got you on Americans are spending money. Big story of the day, business story. 
Constellation Brands, Big Booze Maker, Corona, Modelo, Hardcore Liquor. Isn't that a great fun thing to say, hardcore liquor? What are you drinking? Hardcore liquor. But Constellation Brands, their CEO says, they want to be in front of the rise of cannabis to capitalize. They dumped a lot of money today into canopy growth. You know, on a 38% stake. Coca-Cola yesterday upped their stake in body armor. You see, it's all about product, right? And keeping consumer taste in mind. Unlike an IPA double shot of marijuana. I like some of that Sativa IPA. You're like, ooh, fancy. I know. No girl's ever said that on a date with me. I ordered dinner, and she goes, ooh, fancy. Never's happened. Really? I always wanted it to, though. So Constellation said it's acquiring the new stake at average prices that are 51% higher than the close yesterday on Canopy Growth. They want to get more product. They want to be where the tastes are going. We all have some problems sleeping on occasion, right? Beverages and sleep aids. Sleep aids. How much would you pay for a good night's sleep, right? How much would you pay for a good beer? Lagunitas Brewing, which is owned by Heineken, announced the launch of a cannabis-infused sparkling water to be sold in select locations around California. That announcement came shortly after reports that Molson Coors was in talks with several major Canadian cannabis companies, including Ephria and Aurora Cannabis. Oh my God, no way! So, it's going to be interesting to watch. I don't know if you're with me or against me on that one, but you got to pick a side because this is a civil war. Um, all the stocks that I talk about are lower today. Roku, Disney, Spotify, Qualcomm, Netflix, Nike, Facebook, Apple, Starbucks, Amazon, all of them are lower. There's one company that I find very fascinating, Turtle Beach. They make high-end cans for your ears when you play Fortnite. How much longer will that Fortnite craze go on? Pokemon goes into its third year. And it's still racking up money for Apple. Apple, for what it's worth, um, working on becoming a $2 trillion company. I saw some of the, the, the tax deals. Apple has the gall. And I, I own shares of Apple. Apple has the gall to tell um, county assessors that a building on their new campus is only worth $200. Okay. They fight everything. So, And if you're a shareholder, you love that. Warren Buffett, speaking of shareholders, bought more Apple, General Motors, and Goldman Sachs. I like Warren Buffett. Buffett. Um, in large part, I just find him to be very, very smart, and he goes for companies with good cash flow. Um, he didn't have the the gains in the late 90s of the dot-com world, but he also didn't have the losses of the dot-com world in the early 2000s. 
So he's been criticized for, like, missing the boat on some big tech companies. But you got to give the man credit. He's very good at what he does as far as picking stocks. Berkshire Hathaway bought more shares of Apple in the second quarter. General Motors and Goldman Sachs. Um, Apple became the first company to top a trillion. It's good enough for Michael Jordan. It's good enough for me. If it's good enough for Warren Buffet, it's good enough for me. The buffet is open. The buffet. You know it's you know it's fancy. And a date will actually go, ooh, fancy. That's right, Jack. If if you order a buffet. I like to get two buffets. I want to stand in line for an hour to get my food. So Berkshire did trim holdings in United Continental and American Airlines. But they did add he did add ten million shares of Delta Airlines and more than eight million shares of Southwest. Southwest seems to be that his kind of company. Uh, Goldman Sachs was added to its holding. Um, nine million shares of U.S. Bancorp also added. It picked up almost one million shares of General Motors. So you got that. I like Buffett. I think I've already said that two or three times. So I'll try to be cool and play the part of cool. Um, I'm getting a little tired of Elon Musk. I don't know if you are. I don't know if I jumped the shark by saying that. Turkey's lira surged 7% after Erdogan hit back at U.S. tax with huge tariffs on American cars, alcohol, and tobacco. I'd say the tariff thing's not going quite the way Trump wanted it to. He wanted it to shrink the deficit, and it's growing the deficit. Um, huh. Members of Tesla's board of directors are saying, Elon Musk, um, there's a crisis brewing around you, and we all need to lawyer up. Twitter suspends Alex Jones a little bit late to the party for seven days. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Coming up, I'm going to be talking markets with a very special guest from The Money Show. sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You've probably heard the commercials, but the money show San Francisco 2018 is coming back. Gives you the opportunity to get a lot of advice in Strategy thoughts and exposure to finance in ways that you probably don't have access to in regular day-by-day situations. Bruce Johnstone, Jeffrey Salt, Lindsey Bell, tons of people going to be in San Francisco uh, for the Money Show, August 23rd through 25th at the Hilton. You can find out more by going to moneyshow.com or kdow.biz. Joining me now, Christine Benz from Morningstar, senior columnist for Morningstar.com. Director of Personal Finance. How are you, Ms. Benz? I'm well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. You're very welcome. I've been a very big fan of yours. You don't know this, but your articles that you publish have been a big key guide in developing my financial strategy. So 
It's kind of well, a thrill for me. Well, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. I just try to be helpful, and I'm glad that I have an outlet for that uh, on our website, Morningstar.com. Morningstar is a great service. Totally worth well, a subscription. Thank you. Yeah, we've got a lot of resources. Um, we have the premium service, which gives people access to the mutual fund and exchange-traded fund and individual stock reports. And then there's also a ton of free information on the site, a lot of data. My articles are all part of the free site. My model portfolios are all part of the free component of Morningstar.com as well. So thank you for using the site. I use it a lot, too. Very, very cool. And again, you can tell that I have got a smile on my face, which means I totally dig what you do. Um, you're going to be speaking at the Money Show, Women on Wealth, Women in Retirement Planning, what we know for sure, August 23rd, 925 to 955. And you're going to go over some of your best ideas as well at the event on the 24th. Um, tell us a little bit about your background and maybe some of the content that you're going to be talking about at the Money Show. Sure. Um, my background to Morningstar was circuitous. I was a Russian language and political science major, so um, <laughs> my college background had nothing to do with what I do today. But Morningstar was nice enough to hire me. They wanted people who were clear thinkers, good writers, and um, they hired me and trained me. And so I've been um, working here for 25 years now. And um, most recently, for the past decade plus, I've been focusing on uh, retirement planning, portfolio planning, personal finance, um, counseling people about how to assemble sane portfolios, how to stay the course through market volatility. Um, and I do put together a lot of content for people who are already retired or getting close to retirement. So one of your angles is obviously you're a woman. I'm not. Yes. Um, I find it difficult for me to talk to women about money because we do approach life differently, some say emotionally and mentally and other issues. Um, I'm not asking you to feel the pressure, but you sense that this is something you have to do, right? Um, help women. They live longer than men. They take the years off from work. Uh, they don't get as much Social Security as men do, maybe. Right. Um, it's a pretty big responsibility for you. Well, there's a lot to talk about, and you hit on some of the key differences. In a lot of ways, um, the way men and women should assemble investment portfolios, in my view, are the same. But women do have to protect against added longevity because, on average, we live a couple years longer than our male counterparts. Um, we are more likely to need long-term care in our lifetimes because if we um, have partners or if, if there are men in our lives, oftentimes we're the caregivers for them, but there's no one left to care, care for us. So long-term care planning is a consideration. There's also um, been some interesting research uh, done by Elevest, which is a, a company that has a robo-advisor geared toward women that points to women being a little less winning-centric and more goal-centric than men. So I think that's interesting in that it um, you know, gives us a chance to talk to women about, okay, specifically if this is the goal that you aim to reach, let's talk about calibrating a portfolio that can get you to that goal because um, Elevest research has found that women tend to be focused on that. Like if I've hit that amount that I need to assemble for, for my retirement, I might say, okay, time out. I'm kind of done. I'm not going to take a lot of excess risk with this portfolio, with, whereas with men, and of course this is a huge generalization, but men on average might be inclined to kind of just keep going and gun for it um, to try to assemble an even larger portfolio. It's pretty interesting stuff because 
20 years ago when I started as an investment advisor, I always found that women would walk into the office with better portfolios than men. Um, they were just, and I, I, you get into radio and you say stupid stuff and you go, well, maybe it's because women are better shoppers. They're trained to shop better than men. I think there's some truth to that. And it's, it's, it's laughable, but even like uh, the Morningstar approach for picking stocks is better than you know, the, sometimes the male gut reaction to, I want to own that. Well, our approach is definitely valuation conscious. It's also quality conscious. Um, I think another uh, one thing, and maybe maybe you're kind of hinting at this, women do tend to be more patient than their male counterparts. There was some seminal research on this topic uh, by Harry O'Dean and, or Terry O'Dean um, and Brad Barber at Berkeley a couple decades ago that um, looked at how women just had less of a propensity to trade than men. So if they picked a portfolio, they tended to stick with it. And as you know, that's such a huge component of investment success. If you can stay on board through the weak market environments, you're more than halfway there. I say this almost flippantly, but some of my best investments have have turned out to be the best investments when I was on vacation and not being able to monitor them (laughs) and and watch them. So you're totally onto something there. one of the areas that Morningstar does really nicely is they look into the future and kind of look for opportunities. That's something yeah. you're going to be talking about at the Money Show coming up this week or next week. Um, what, what can you tell me about looking for opportunities? Well, it's slim pickings. I'll say that. Um, When we look at our bottom-up research um, with an eye toward unearthing investment ideas, we're in the midst of an incredibly long-running bull market. And so because we are valuation conscious, that makes it a little um, tricky to find good opportunities. There has been um, kind of a long-running dark night for value investing. And we think of ourselves as, as value investors in many ways and that we like to recommend companies when they, when we think they're good and cheap. Um, we do think that, and this is sort of a perennial bias of ours, we do think that um, investors who um, look to sort of the, the value side of things, look for companies that are a little underappreciated, will probably do well over time. Um, we've seen tremendous outperformance among growth stocks, certainly the um, the Fang stocks in particular, have, with the exception of a couple of them, have performed very well. Um, so my thought is, because I'm more of sort of a strategic investor, my thought is for investors who have well-diversified portfolios, this is probably a good time to think about doing a little bit of repositioning within your equity holdings, uh, perhaps lightening up on the growth portion of your portfolio and steering some money toward value. And then you also probably want to look at um, asset class rebalancing as well. So if you haven't done anything with your portfolio and you were 60% equity, 40% bond, when this all started in early 2009, you're upwards of 80% equity today. So I think for a lot of investors, especially those who are getting close to retirement, it's really crucial to look at that baseline asset class exposure as well. We'll see you at the Money Show. It's Christine Benz, Director of Personal Finance at Morningstar. I read her material. Good, top quality stuff. Morningstar is top quality producer. Money Show, August 23rd through 25th. San Francisco. What's going to be left of the world if you're not in it? What's going to be left of the world? Oh. 
We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stocks have given back yesterday's gains today. Tesla is still in the news as the board of directors is trying to figure out how we muzzle Elon Musk and his constant tweets and his tweets enough to be considered financial disclosures. It's a tough call. Strength today in utilities and real estate. Weakness in energy and materials. Oil is tumbling lower on a build in oil inventories. Twitter is restricting Alex Jones' account for seven days. Oh, man. Alex Jones. Given a timeout. Pretty fascinating stuff. Tonight on NBC Nightly News, Lester Holt's going to be interviewing Jack Dorsey. That could cause some fireworks in the stock. Other big stories of note out there today. Dow drops 300 plus points as Turkey crisis weighs. And yet there's some positives on Turkey. Not a lot. But news that Cater or Cutter plans to invest 15 billion economically struggling Turkey has helped boost the lira, which is now up 5.3% against the dollar. Not that the country Cutter, Cater, Cutter, Cater has ever been known to be financially savvy, but $15 billion is $15 billion. Ten-year Treasury sits at 2.85%, telling you that <clears throat> above 3%, we're thinking, hey, things are looking good. Economically speaking, below 3%, it's still kind of slow. I was just talking with Christine Benz from Morningstar, who will be at the Money Show. August 23rd, 24th, and 25th in San Francisco. You can find out more at KDOW.biz. But 20 years ago, I did an interview with a woman named Lisa Caputo. And it was at that point in my career where I was like, wow, I really need to start thinking that you can't just be a stock jockey. You just can't. There's so much more. And when I was talking to Lisa Caputo, she started out of college by working for the Clintons. She spent 10 years in the public sector. She was deputy assistant to President Clinton and president secretary to First Lady Hillary Clinton through President Clinton's first term in office. And because Hillary Clinton got caught up in some murder investigations and some travel issues, she got caught up in it. And she said, I came out of Washington, basically broke and thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 in lawyer debts. And she started to work for, I think it was Citigroup. It's tough for me to remember because Citigroup and Travelers and all of them kind of started to merge right around that time. Um, And she started what was called Women & Co. for the company. Um, Women's Initiative. And I can tell you that, for instance, my mother, I basically saw her work. Well, I saw my dad work till the day he died, and then I've seen my mother by herself for 25 years. It's tragic. She never remarried. 
She never really lived life. She raised kids. Whose life do I feel more tragic about? My dad, who was in the military for two terms during Vietnam, became a colonel, did well, had six kids, basically worked till he had a heart attack. When he had a heart attack, they looked at his lungs and they're like, oh, good God, you got cancer. Five years later, he was dead. Never really got to enjoy his family. Um, harsh alcoholic. Harsh. To the point that, you know, he was an orphan and I think the military kind of breeds alcoholics. I know that's not the coolest thing in the world to say. But there's officers clubs for a reason. And anyway, at least that from my generation, uh, my father's generation, I could say that I believe that to be true. But my mom never really got to enjoy life either. So she basically was a, a family woman. And she raised, you know, mother of six. Six kids who all went to college. Six kids who all got degrees. We like to tell her that none of your kids have ever been <clears throat> in prison, but jail is different than prison. Um, when do you enjoy life? It's a big question. So we've hit the marijuana-infused beverages. We've heard, hit Turkey's crisis and what it can mean to your 401k. What it can mean to your 401k is that this could be the excuse to stop a nine-year-up bull market. And instead of looking incredibly smart because you were involved in a bull market, suddenly you're going to go, I can't believe I just left $200,000 on the table in a correction. That's brutal, right? Oh, no. Just saw a commercial for Drive High, Get a DUI. Behave yourself. Drug driving awareness campaigns are on. Study of found a correlation between some states with legalized recreational marijuana use and the frequency of collision claims. <laughs> oh, no. Some 44% of drivers killed in crashes in 2016 were tested after it hit drugs in their system. That's up 28% from a decade ago. We are pounding pharmaceuticals and anything to take us away from today. As a nation, antidepressants. I've got a friend who had a little medical procedure and took a Xanax and a quarter, and he was just a mess. <laughs> like, I don't know about that. So anyway, men and women are different investors. We've talked a little bit about that. I'm good with that. Hopefully you are too. Everything that I'm seeing today is red. Everything I'm seeing is red. There's some small news out there. Verizon's starting to talk about their 5G move and how it's basically going to kill cable. And if you think you have to have a cable going into your home and drilling into holes and walls, that you're wrong. So Verizon's out there saying, you know, with our 5G plans, you're going to get YouTube subscription or an Apple TV device. YouTube TV is 40 bucks a month, and it's awesome. And Verizon's already got relationships with NFL NBA for content. And using YouTube TV, you get a pretty good, you know, 60 channels of content. How much will this all cost? We don't know. But we do know that it'll be nice. So we've got that to look forward to. Sears is putting a price tag on its famous Kenmore brand. The CEO of Sears, Eddie Lampert, told the board he's willing to pay $400 million to buy Kenmore through his hedge fund. Lampert is Sears' controlling shareholder, and a special board committee is evaluating the proposal. 
Remember the good old days of going to Sears as a kid? I do. It's like one of those times where my dad was sober. Saturday and Sunday mornings going to Home Depot or, God, what was it called? It was called Heckinger's on the East Coast, which I think they're bankrupt now or they've sold out and basically dominated by Home Depot and Lowe's. But going to Heckinger's with my dad and or going to Sears uh, to do some Sunday morning, Saturday morning shopping was, was pretty heavenly. All a boy wants is love is his dad. So I firmly believe that. Netflix has fallen pretty hard today. Down 4.44%. Sitting at $322. Um, is the Turkey Lira going to uh, dethrone Netflix? Or are we overreacting? Facebook's down 2.3%. <clears throat> Again, what's Facebook's exposure to Turkey? Or is it just rotating out of growth into value, like Christine Ben said? would be a prudent thing to consider. Amazon's taking a little bit of a breather today. Like I said, a lot of red when I'm opening my screens. It doesn't really freak me out. I hope it doesn't freak you out. What freaks me out is when we always go higher. So Turkey, China, strengthening dollar. All candidates for concerns. Strengthening dollar. Um, we don't get to buy as much as we want. The angst with respect to Turkey resurfaced in the last 24 hours as Turkey's jacking up tariffs on alcohol, cars, and cigarettes. So there's a lot of political posturing going on, but all this political posturing won't help Turkish citizens who are dealing with massively high inflation. China, a weaker yuan, a weaker Chinese stock market, and, you know, again, the position on trade that is political posturing. So they're out there in the news today. Retail sales increased one half of 1%. Key takeaway from the retail sales report is that the downward revisions to June mitigated the July headline surprise. Um, core retail sales, which you have to exclude autos and gas station, building materials and food services, up one half of 1%. So that's a positive input for GDP going forward. And again, we will watch this. It's in our DNA. Money show is coming up. You can learn more by going to kdow.biz, kdow.biz. Um, there is an ETF that invests in Turkey. Um, I don't know if I'm crazy enough to want to do that. Um, I just don't like drama. I like Lorenzo Lamas. I don't like drama. So that's out there. Um, Amazon wants to transform Twitch into a competitor for YouTube. Amazon's got YouTube envy right now. YouTube has become synonymous with online video and lucrative advertising that it commands. In a bid to grab a larger slice of online advertising, Amazon's decided to aggressively broaden the programming on Twitch to take on its video rival. Have you checked out Twitch yet? You should. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. On the way to radio today, radio and television, I typically give myself about 50 minutes to go 25 miles, drove past, well I didn't drive past, it took a long time, there was a pile up on 101, and uh, long story short, what I got to see uh, was the corner surviving. That's life, people. You know, this morning you can kiss your sweetie goodbye and Tonight, that person can be gone. I want to prepare you for that. And the best I know how is to help you financially. I can't help you socially. I'm awkward as heck. So financially speaking, I could say things like, hey, let's take a look at Constellation Brands. They sell alcohol. And they just made a major investment to sell weed. (laughs) Like, yeah, right? Sins. Invest in Sins, the maker of Corona and Modelo beer, raised its stake in Canadian cannabis producer to 38%, from 9.9%. Say what? Uh, Constellation Brands is going to, they're going to be very optimistic about cannabis-infused beverages and sleep aids. Constellation is not planning to sell a drinkable cannabis product in the U.S. before legalization happens across the nation, but it may begin doing so in Canada this year. So you can invest in Canopy Growth Corporation, ticker symbol CGC. If you're sitting around going, what's a good idea? As more and more states sign on to legalize marijuana, recreational marijuana, um, there's an angle there. Guess that I had on yesterday's in the news today. Um, Jack Ablin. He's coming to do the money show soon. Um, you can find out more information at kdow.biz, kdow.biz. But he's talking about the Dow Jones Industrial Average falling pretty aggressively out of bed this morning. And you're seeing tech stocks down. You're seeing bank shares fall. So it's a pretty big brush. I like to paint my own homes. And uh, there's a three-foot roller. Rollers typically don't come in three-foot rollers. This was a mythical roller. It could basically paint a room in minutes. I know you're saying, that's a pretty big brush. That's right. That's the point. Um, But commodities are down. Currencies are down. Emerging markets are down. I can't sit here and tell you this is going to go away. So there's a question on Turkish. Their lira fell to a record low. Earlier this week, as global investors fear Turkey's economic troubles could spell trouble for the other economies around the world, that there's a contagion effect going on, or potential. Yep. So this all comes after a Turkish delegation left Washington without apparent progress on the detention of U.S. Pastor Andrew Brunson, sparking fears of U.S. sanctions. Last week, Donald Trump said he was in support of doubling metal tariffs on Turkey. Ankara's government announced new levies on American cars, cigarettes, and alcohol. Yay! Retail sales came out today, and they rose more than expected last month. So the retailer's doing okay. The consumer. Right? You with me against me? 
one in eight divorces right now is caused by student loan debt. You've got to, to be student, kidding me. I know, right? One in eight. When it comes to student loan debt, the terms for richer or for poor doesn't quite cut it. Finances are leading cause of stress in relationships. More than one-third of borrowers had college loans and other money woes contributed to their divorce. More than a third of borrowers had college loans and other money woes contributed to their divorce. 13% of divorcees blame student loans specifically for ending their relationship. Um, We talked a lot about, we talk a lot about this. The average student loan has Average student has $34,144 of college debt. That's up 62% in the last 10 years. That's a lot. Millennials feel they're being held back by their credit scores, by their student loan debt. Feels unfair to commit to someone that you want to love forever and ever. And then... Now it's time to pay down debt. Still ones can really hold you back. I said on television yesterday, I, I, we have to start questioning as a society if continuing to pile into student debt is the right thing to do. And 90% of Americans, working Americans, still say college is, is worth it. But more and more young people are getting prenups, which typically safeguard individual assets, such as retirement accounts, real estate investments. Uh, they can also cover one partner's student loan or credit card debt. Spenders should marry spenders. Savers should marry savers. I always tend to think that people who are college educated should marry college educated people. People who are blue collar should marry blue collar. Just gives you a better chance of winning. Fewer things to fight about, fewer things to disagree. Apple's in the news today. Back in 1987, the Macintosh. Back in 2001, the iPod and iTunes. 2007, the iPhone and the iOS ecosystem. 2018, the world's first trillion-dollar company. Now we're looking at services, augmented reality glass, and once again, we're looking for an Apple car. How does Apple get from $1 trillion to $2 trillion? How does it double its stock? which is just the craziest thought in the world. Um, augmented reality glasses by 2020. A car three to five years after that, highly respected analyst Ming-Chi Ku predicted in a securities note that was distributed to her clients. Uh, she's got a strong record of being right. So services, AR, and Apple car. 2020, 2023, that's your $2 trillion company, if they can hit it. Google Glass wasn't quite right, was it? Apple has hundreds of employees working on augmented reality glasses right now in cars. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.